and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to build your horse's confidence using combined reinforcement. We often hear riders say they only use positive reinforcement or they don't use negative reinforcement, but it's also not unusual for the same person to state that they use pressure release and that that's the most effective way to train. So what exactly are they saying? What's the difference between pressure release, positive and negative reinforcement, and why is it important to know which reinforcement schedule you're using when you're training your horse? Well, the simple answer is that pressure release is the same as negative reinforcement. When training a horse, it's almost impossible to use negative reinforcement alone or indeed positive reinforcement alone. We almost always use a mixture of both, positive and negative reinforcement when training, and we call this combined reinforcement. The other method of modifying behavior is via punishment, and again, this comes in positive and negative forms. Punishment is the same as correction, but just as we prefer to use the term pressure release rather than negative reinforcement, correction sounds more appealing to us than punishment. While horses learn with punishment, for example, they quickly learn not to touch the electric fence, punishment can also increase the likelihood of a horse displaying flight or conflict behaviours, which we never want to encourage. The easiest way to tell the difference between reinforcement and punishment is to observe what the rider or trainer is attempting to do in a particular situation. If the trainer is trying to make a behavior more likely to occur in the future, then they will be using reinforcement, negative or positive reinforcement. If, on the other hand, the trainer is hoping to prevent the behavior from happening in the future or make it less likely to occur at another time, they'll be using punishment, either positive or negative punishment. The same cue or signal can be applied as reinforcement or punishment. It is not, as is often assumed, to do with the severity of the pressure, but rather the intention of the trainer. Let's look at an example of tapping the horse lightly on the cannon bone as a signal to respond. We could use this signal to teach the horse to back up from the ground by gently tapping the horse on the cannon bone and stopping tapping as soon as the horse took a step back. This is an example of negative reinforcement, pressure release. If we wanted to teach the horse to stand still and it took a step forward, we could also correct or punish the horse for stepping forward by tapping it on the cannon bone with the aim of making this behaviour less likely to occur in the future And this is an example of positive punishment. Negative reinforcement gets a bad rap because of the word negative, but it simply means taking something away. In most cases, this means releasing pressure, be it on the rein or a lead rope or leg or seat pressure or even the pressure of your voice, such as a verbal cue. Thus, the term pressure release. Positive reinforcement simply means adding something. While positive reinforcement is often thought of referring to food as the additional sort of treat, it applies equally to adding anything that a horse appreciates or values, such as a scratch on the wither, a stroke on the neck, a kind word, or an opportunity to rest. 
The same premise of adding and taking away holds true for punishment types. Positive punishment refers to adding something that the horse does not want. It might be a tap with the whip, a cross or loud voice, or a kick with a leg. Negative punishment means taking something that the horse wants away. This, while not seen as commonly as positive punishment, is evident with horses that are removed from their social group or deprived of food or water. A clear example of negative punishment is when the horse is put in social isolation, such as when the horse is tied to what some trainers call the tree of knowledge. Both types of punishment or correction are best avoided as horses are not known for their ability to contemplate their wrongdoings and thus alter their future behaviour. Rather, horses are masters at remembering what works well, what movements result in a release of pressure and a scratch and a treat of some kind. In other words, horses are excellent learners when we make good use of combined reinforcement. So that coming back to I only use positive reinforcement, if you halter your horse, and certainly if you ride your horse, then it's almost impossible for you to only use positive reinforcement with your horse. The moment you pick up an ounce of pressure or even take the slack out of the lead rope or apply your leg under saddle, you're using pressure release, negative reinforcement. And I want to talk about why it's important that we understand this. The main reason riders, owners and trainers need to understand which reinforcement schedule they are using is that if they're not aware of using pressure release, then you're not going to have a timely release, which often leads to confusion and frustration in the horse. Your lesson is likely to be clear and simple for the horse if you approach every lesson with an understanding of precisely the movement you're asking for the pressure you're applying to get that movement, when you're going to release that pressure and how you're going to reward the horse. Trailer loading as an example of combined reinforcement. Let's have a look at that. So the aim here is to teach the horse to step onto the trailer. The pressure that we're going to use is a tap of the whip on the hip. The movement is the horse stepping forward the release, we're going to stop tapping when the horse steps forward. And the reward is to stroke the neck and allow the horse to rest. Notice here that the pressure, the tap of the whip, the release, the stop tapping, is one thing. That's the negative reinforcement. The release is not the reward. The reward we must add separately. That's the positive reinforcement side of the equation. The negative reinforcement is the motivator. The positive reinforcement is the reward. So this pressure release reward system can be applied to any lesson you want to teach your horse. By breaking lessons down into their most basic components, it not only makes us simpler for us as trainers, but it makes it much easier for the horse. I tried to break each lesson down to moving one part of the horse in one direction using one form of pressure. Releasing immediately, I get the desired movement and adding a reward immediately after the release of pressure. This can be done from the simplest lessons, such as trailer loading, to ever more complicated lessons, such as flying changes or half-pass. As a rider or trainer, 
Your job is to be well enough acquainted with the lesson you are teaching to be able to break it down into its most simple steps for the horse. If you can do this, it's likely that you'll be able to teach that lesson with minimal stress for the horse. By recognising that you're using negative reinforcement or pressure release, you can be very accurate with how you apply the signals and exactly when you need to release. While the release of pressure and negative reinforcement is in itself sort of rewarding for the horse, you can always add a more pleasurable reward, the positive reinforcement, possibly in the form of a scratch on the wither, immediately following the desired behaviour. Trainers and riders that clearly recognise the type of reinforcement schedules they're using are also considerably less likely to resort to correction or punishment in their training. If you find yourself frequently correcting your horse or trying to discourage behaviours from occurring in the future, then you're being a reactive trainer or rider. An example is if the horse does something we don't want, like steps forward when cued to stand, and we respond by stepping the horse back. Our focus is on what the horse is doing wrong, and we're reacting to that behaviour. I find it helpful to turn the situation around and become a proactive rider or trainer by focusing on what the horse is not doing. In this example, the horse is not maintaining self-carriage in the standstill or halt. I can then develop a lesson to teach the horse to stand still using combined reinforcement, which will be simple and clear for the horse and not requiring the horse to use any deductive reasoning. What did I do wrong that I was made to step back? Since I can't force the horse to stand still, I can only correct or punish the horse for not standing, how might I go about training self-carriage in halt? I find the simplest way is to offer the horse the opportunity to stand. That is, I reward him for doing so and cue the horse to move forward again before he decides to do it of his own accord. I know I can make the horse move. I also know that I cannot stop the horse from moving, so I choose a lesson that I know I can achieve, movement of some kind, and then offer the horse the opportunity to stand and relax, adding a nice scratch while the horse is standing, then move again before he or she makes the mistake of doing so first. Basically, I'm offering the horse three things he or she likes when they stand still. No pressure, a rest, and a scratch. And at the same time, I'm avoiding mistakes that might tempt me to use correction. Proactive training is all about directing the movement and staying a few steps ahead of the horse mentally. The horse can move each body part in six directions, up, down, left, right, back and forward. And we will only want one direction. Understanding this and knowing how you are asking the horse to move will give you a clear idea of when to release pressure and reward the horse. While the release of pressure is a good thing for the horse, you can make him or her feel even better by adding a reward. By being aware of how you are rewarding the horse and using combined reinforcement, trainers and riders are considerably more likely to engage the horse with learning, reduce stress, frustration and confusion in the horse. Our horses are learning with each and every interaction we have with them. And as we all know, they're not always learning the lessons we wish to teach. 
To make yourself more mindful of your training and how your horse is experiencing your interactions, next time you're with your horse, try to be very aware of your own pressure release reward patterns. When you put the head collar on your horse and lead it to the stable, be aware of when you put pressure on that lead, when you plan to release it, and how you will reward your horse for stepping forward. It's through this type of mindfulness with our everyday activities that we begin to build confidence in our horses. A confident horse is one that when it experiences new pressures, perhaps a rein or a leg cue, they understand that in order to earn a release and reward, they must find the correct movement. Confident horses willingly trial different responses and quickly develop self-carriage in all areas of their work and handling. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions or you would like to learn more about training your own horse and using safe evidence-based methods that are applicable to all disciplines, breeds and age of horse, then go to candoequine.com. Drop me a line while you're there and let me know if you have a topic you'd like me to cover in an upcoming episode of the Can Do, Can Save podcast. Until next time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>